Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik. Debbie Lozick is here. And Adam Roberts is producing the show. You can now watch the show. Check it out on our YouTube channel. Or the easiest way is to go to WTMJ.com. And there is a watch live button. The cameras are in the studio. They look great. And you can uh, watch the show and listen to it at the same time. It's kind of fun, isn't it? Multimedia. Yes. Look at us. I like it. (laughs) I like it a lot. So a very interesting story out of Sister Bay. There was a tie in the race for village president. So no joke, Rob Zhashki is the incumbent. He was the incumbent. They're in Sister Bay, small town of Sister Bay. How small is it? Well, each candidate received 256 votes in Tuesday's election. So Rob Zhashki was the incumbent, and he ended up losing to the guy that was the challenger, Nate Bell. They ended in a tie, and they looked at all sorts of ways to break the tie. They considered drawing numbers, drawing straws, highest card out of the mm-hmm. deck. And at the end of the day, they rolled dice. And Nate Bell rolled a six, <laughs> and Rob Joshke rolled a two. And so Bell, the challenger, beat Joshke, the incumbent, on a dice roll. Don't ever think that your vote doesn't count. Because it, the funnier, one of the funny aspects of this Sister Bay election was four people rode in candidates. So if those, amazing. if only one of the, if three people had written in candidates, one of those men would have won by the typical tallying of votes. But, and you wonder if those four were legitimate or they were like Mickey Mouse or I'm writing in my next door neighbor. Right. And you're right. If one of those votes had changed. They wouldn't have gotten down to the wire like this. So to that point, Nate Bell said, yeah, there's a little lesson in here about not taking voters for granted. There's so many different things I thought of. Well, what if I could have just talked to one more person? What right. if I could convince one more person? But the reality is we only we only have come through this reality where this event happened. So it certainly is improbable. It's something I'd never imagined would happen. So the incumbent, Rob Joshke, said he would not ask for a recount. He said the voters have spoken and so have the dice. <laughs> he said, I'm out. I'm good. So he will not ask for a recount. Ends in a tie. And on a roll of the dice, the challenger beats the incumbent. Well, and Rob Zoshke, the incumbent, had a representative for him because yeah. he's on vacation with his yeah. daughters. And so he wasn't, like, which is just so fascinating to me. Like, this would be a very important thing. Like, I would make sure that I was he's there. He's not in town. So yeah. somebody rolled the die by proxy. Yeah. So very interesting. By the way. <laughs> The morning show did a really good job with this, and it was really, really fun. And they talked to that interview you heard. They talked to Nate Bell. Check out the Wisconsin's Morning News podcast. That's at WTMJ.com. Go to their show page, Wisconsin's Morning News. The show is podcast. I think the interview is during the 8 o'clock hour. Mm -hmm. So you can check it out there. By the way, we podcast the whole show, too. So if you miss something on Wisconsin's Afternoon News, check it out. Go to WTMJ.com, and you can listen to whatever segment you want. It's pretty good stuff. And another reminder, you can watch the show. At WTMJ.com now, we stream the show live. You're dressing a little nicer, I've noticed. Oh, <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> I got a sport coat out in here today. Look at you. What I, I meant my, was, I'm I dressing a little nicer. purple Easter color sweater on, sure. You have your burrito eating clothes on. I d- <laughs> Sandy and Adam <laughs> did a little competition about how fast they could eat a burrito with Joey Chestnut in town. We're going to share that with you coming up here in about 20 minutes on WTMJ. It's 414. Debbie helps get you home up next. I'm excited to be joined in the studio by my friend Jim Ott, former 
state legislator, meteorologist, longtime meteorologist on Channel 4 and on WTMJ Radio. Jim, thank you so much for being with us. John, great to be with you. And uh, as I say, your show is sounding great as always. I'm still a listener, so we'll continue to be. I appreciate you saying that. So you have a really cool project coming up that I want to ask you about in just a moment. But first, I want to ask you about uh, Election Day. Just a couple things in particular. Three referendum were passed. A couple of them, many people say, will lead to judges and courts having more tools to keep our roads safer and our communities safer. Uh, what's your take on what happened on those issues on Election Day? Well, as you know, um, while I was in the legislature, personally, one of the, probably the biggest item I was in, involved with was the drunk driving issue and safer roads. And I know you did a lot on the air on that issue yeah. over the years as well, John. Um, and basically, you know, I, I introduced and got a lot of legislation passed to toughen up our drunk driving laws. But obviously, there's some, some issues in the courts, you know, with the, the bail issue, for example. Uh, and, and I think those referendums that were passed, I'm really glad they passed. Uh, they passed with overwhelming support. I think that, you know, one more tool in the toolkit, so to speak, to keep our roads safe. And my, my thought always was with the tougher penalties for drunk driving, it was not necessarily to lock more people up. It, it was more a matter of deterrence. You know, you make the penalties higher, there's some people will change their behaviors and and to the the extent that people do the roads are safer obviously there's some cases where people continue to reoffend and reoffend and and maybe the only only thing left to do in in those cases is take the car away and incarcerate them for a time get them off the roads because they're not going to be crashing into someone you're right jim none of these things by themselves will completely solve the problem but you did a lot of really hard work and it was heavy lifting the coalitions you had to build to get things passed and you got things passed and got things done what do you think of those measures that you worked on will be the your greatest legacy when it comes to making our roads safer and making it tougher for drunk drivers? And it, it's hard to evaluate, John, if you're talking about the deterrent issue. I mean, you can look at the books and say, you know, now the penalty for fourth and fifth offense is this, and it used to be it used to yeah. be less. You can do that, but to the extent that there's a deterrent effect that maybe not as many people are driving impaired or driving drunk, I think that that's hard to evaluate. But that's that's something that you have to you know, work at, and I think we have to continue working at that. Uh, one of the things I, I will say is, as far as, you know, one of the most meaningful things I did in the legislature, and a, and a lot of the really meaningful things weren't necessarily involved in legislation, but I got to know a lot of the family members who had lost loved ones to drunk drivers. And, uh, you know, just a tragedy. I, I don't I don't care what your political leanings are. You ought to expect to go out on the road if you're, you're going to work or going to a grocery store, that you're going to get there and get home safely and not have somebody crash into your running stop sign or or uh, you know crossing the center line but in in getting to know these family members um, I would get them to come to Madison and testify on these bills and they had a chance to actually speak to people who could do something about the drunk driving issue and and they were instrumental in, in helping these bills get through the committees and and to the full houses of the legislature and get passed and um, you know obviously nothing can ever really take away their pain but certainly uh, I appreciate their efforts at helping to make the roads safe for others oh, and I appreciate the work that you did I'm really excited about something that you've kind of come across again and you want to share with people you did a segment on the radio where you would talk through weather around different areas of the country, and you explain it. What did you and Gordon Hinckley do, and what are you hoping to do now to keep that alive? For me, working with Gordon on the air was really 
really exciting. One thing, Gordon always enjoyed taking calls from listeners, you know, like the Ask Your Neighbor days. Mm -hmm. Well, he came up with the idea one day um, when I was doing weather reports. He says, well, why don't we do a little segment right before 9 o'clock where we'll take calls from listeners on a Friday morning when people are traveling, and you can give them a quick weather report on where they're traveling to. So I'd go down to the studio with maps all over the, the table and in front of the <laughs> microphone. And uh, one day I said, well, you know, Gordon, as long as we're doing this feature, if we got a little time, why don't, why don't I do a little feature for a couple of minutes talking about some aspect of the weather or the seasons or fishing or something mm -hmm. related to the weather. And I did, I did hundreds of these over the years because every Friday morning, we call it the Friday morning weather window. And uh, some of them were, were so enjoyable by listeners that people would call in and ask for a copy of them. Well, these copies have been sitting in my basement for the last few As a years. script, like where you have the paper, right? <laughs> right. And uh, I thought, and, and you know, I, I put that together with the fact that, you know, I got a really nice phone for taking pictures now, like yep. many of us do. Yep. So I've, I've got hundreds of pictures in my phone of, of nature and, and just the, the different seasons. seasons. Yeah. And I'm thinking to try to put these together in some kind of a book form and call it the Friday weather window or the weather window. So uh, I'm, I'm don't know anything that. about publishing, but the thing is, the the work is largely done. I need a little bit of editing because the spoken word is a little yeah. different from the written word, but uh, that's something that I'm, I'm working on now, trying to put these together and, and see if I can come up with a way to publish it. And I'm, I'm not thinking of doing this to make a profit. I'm thinking of doing it that any proceeds I would contribute to something meaningful. I love that. So proceeds go to charity or some cool organization that's important to Southeast Wisconsin and important to Jim. So I guess I would make the ask, if you know something about publishing, if you can help us out, this is such a cool part of Wisconsin history and WTMJ history. Get in touch with us here so that we can uh, help Jim maybe get some leads on getting this stuff published. How cool would it be to have one of these books on our coffee table? Oh, I mean, that's goodness, a cool yes. idea. Yes, absolutely. And then that, that's, you know, there's there's not going to be a lot of verbiage. It's going to be yeah. um, basically a little, you know, things that I did on the radio and then connect it with a bunch of photos that would relate to that that story or that you know that season or whatever i happen to be talking about if you can help us out hit my email it's john.merk here at wtmj.com my friend jim out it's always good to catch up thank you so much jim well you're welcome john thank you so much and keep up the great work all right we're gonna have some fun after the news here so we'll get you the news at the bottom of the hour debbie will help get you home all that good stuff we have got you covered and then Joey Chestnut was in town, in Milwaukee. The world's most famous power eater was here in Milwaukee, in the Deer District, taking down burritos, took power down a bunch eater. of them. Power eater. Isn't that a cool term? <laughs> it is. Power eater. Well, we had our own version of power eating going on upstairs here in the cafeteria. It was Sandy Max. It was Adam Roberts and the Wisconsin's Afternoon News Burrito Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we will share that with you coming up right here on WTMJ. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Joey Chestnut, victorious in the Deer District. Another championship won. This guy, uh, professional leader, took this one down. 14 and a half burritos. He ate in 10 minutes down there. He kicked butt in a burrito kind of way. Well, that wasn't enough for us. We decided that we want to do our own thing back here. So Sandy Max and Adam Roberts, who produces this show, decided to see 
how fast they could eat a big old fat burrito. <laughs> I was more optimistic than I, uh, I underestimated. I, I overestimated myself. You, you were very dainty and ladylike. And Adam just, I'd almost swore, just ate the, just ate a lot of burritos. He chomped. Was nothing, John. You just chomped. What, it was, was it the same burrito as used in the contest today? Was it was it the same one, same filling, same everything? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Carter, our digital king, who uh, witnessed all of this. I was today. just gonna say, yeah. yeah, you saw what Joey Chestnut threw down, and you got us pretty much replicas. Uh, mine was an easier sandwich uh, burrito to eat because. I don't like glop on it, so I got no salsa and no guac. Okay. So mine technically was easier to eat, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I, well, I would think the viscosity of that might help. I don't know. Because they take down water. Dill, let's bring Dylan in here, because Dylan, you witnessed this. You were front row seat you for Joey Chestnut. You saw the professionals Chestnut. and the amateurs. What was that like when you're right there? It was magnificent. I mean, this is just... <laughs> these are people who spend their lives dedicating their time to eating in mass quantities. So when you put them in front of a stage with all these people gathered cheering in the Deer District, they went for it. And believe it or not, Joey Chestnut actually did not lead the whole way. Mm. Uh, the number two ranked eater in the world, that's uh, Jeff Esper. He was in the lead for much of the beginning, and they're right there next to each other. And at the end, the stamina of the goat, Joey Chestnut, just surged. So he took him down from behind? Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, it's like everyone else is getting grossed out. You know, people start coughing. And, and he keeps like a machine. Yeah, he doesn't care. He does just he keeps look going. physically bigger? Like, if you take down 14 and a half burritos, does that show when he stands up and he raises his hands in the air? No, the guy's got, like, no gut. I mean, <laughs> That's crazy. 14 and a half burritos, and he's in pretty decent shape. Two days ago, he ate a record number of wings at the, at a Pistons game. I mean, the guy just <laughs> is afraid of nothing. He's living the life. He gets around. He eats a paycheck wherever he goes, I'm sure. Uh, was there any women in the competition? There was. There was one woman, uh, Miki Sudo. She was actually the third-place finisher. Wow. And, um, she was competing against her husband, who was the fourth-ranked. Huh. And so, she, yeah, she came in there. She got the third-place trophy and uh, really wowed the crowd. They were cheering for her as well. <laughs> That's a love story. I want to know what they served at their wedding. Oh, goodness. What does the wedding cake look like of a married couple of professional power eaters? No doubt. 8,000 hot dogs. Yeah, get a good look at it. It won't last long, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, let's bring, uh, let's bring you into now what you had to witness here at the station. So then Sandy and Adam decided that they were going to eat one burrito, but eat it as fast as they could. Sandy still hasn't finished hers. <laughs> Half of it is in the refrigerator for yeah, lunch good tomorrow. Idea. That's good. That's I, good. <laughs> I confess. Let's talk about Adam, because he's see, I was standing there watching it, and I felt like I was watching a, a, a sporting event, Indy 500 for burritos. I mean, he went to town. Yeah, I'm watching I, the technique. He's a natural. I mean, he's called? done the same stuff as these other people in the actual competition. Yeah, Dylan, you said I was going toe for toe with his pace, right? Well, you, you, yeah, it took you what, a minute and a half, yep, and a half to get one. That, that burrito down. Oh, mm-hmm. God. It was funny. It's like, Sandy, you have the time lapse feature on your phone to make things go super quick. You can speed up and fast forward. That has, that's how I felt eating that burrito, just going. But wait, you took a minute an and a half for one. He ate 14 and a half in 10 minutes. Well, I'm not saying I'm Joey, John. He's <laughs> not going to catch Joey, no. but. You know, for for your average person, a minute and a half, I was very impressed. At I, least he finished his. And I, I, I absolutely, <laughs> like I said, Joey Chestnut. I'm Sandy Peanut. I am not a comparison. <laughs> and when you called somebody a machine up on stage today with the professionals, 
It was like standing next to a vacuum cleaner. Like I was like, oh, we'll go bite for bite. We'll just go toe for toe. It was like I had one bite and I was laughing. He's got like three and he's drinking the water. He's got his whole system. I was like, you like practiced or something. Yeah, the elbows I, flared out. Like everything looked good. Yeah, what I did was I listened when he was on with Jeb, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on ESPN Milwaukee. He talked through. We played the clip. He's got a strategy. He's yeah. got a method. So, yeah, I, I've watched a few uh, Nathan's Hot Dog contests in my day on ESPN. All right, Dylan, so can we see video of either Joey Chestnut, because you were down there, or of the Wisconsin Afternoon News crew? Have we got this stuff on our website, or will we put some of this fun stuff up there? The video will be on the website, but currently you can check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Ooh. and Instagram at 620WTMJ. <laughs> All right, so go to our socials for the station, and you can see it there. I'm going to go look right now. Be impressed by Adam Roberts wolfing down a burrito in less than a minute and a half. Yeah. Mama, I did it. And I covered my mouth. You didn't have to see any of the food in my mouth. Yep. You were very ladylike. I your mom would be proud. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> it is 445. Dylan Carter, thank you for being with us on WTMJ. Up next, how much sugar is too much sugar? I guess this is, all, this is an eating half hour. So, <laughs> well, it's time for dessert now. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go from burritos to dessert. Up next on WTMJ. I have a sweet tooth like nobody's business. It is my absolute weakness. I eat chocolate every single day. I bring chocolate in my lunch every single day. I almost never miss dessert at dinner. It's just, it's, it's my weakness. It's the main reason that I work out. Because if I didn't, I'd be 450 pounds. I don't like to work <laughs> sweetness. out. sweetness. Yep, but I'd be, you, you, if you cut into me, probably sugar would come out of my veins. It'd be like opening an equal packet. That's what would come out if you cut me. Your blood uh, is like syrup? <laughs> yes. And there's a new study out that says that limiting added sugar to just six teaspoons a day, six teaspoons a day, and sticking with one sugary drink a week could dramatically improve your health. Now, a lot of this, you would say, duh, right? Like, it's really good for you not to eat sugar if you want to control obesity, high blood pressure, gout, diabetes. But some of what they found was very interesting, things I just had never thought about. They say... Eating excessive amounts of sugar or sweets increases greatly your chance of getting depression, your chance of getting pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, stroke. We all know it causes tooth decay and things like that, but uh, it can also lead to a big increase in asthma. So basically the survey said, John Mercure, you're about to destroy your health. (laughs) It's 45 different health conditions they identified, 45 if you eat more than six teaspoons a day. Now, I, I don't know how to measure that. I mean, I know I can picture a teaspoon. I know how much is in a mm-hmm. teaspoon. All I know is that I had a blueberry muffin granola bar for breakfast this morning that had like 400 calories. I had a yogurt flip with chocolate chips in it for lunch and three pieces of chocolate. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you have coffee this morning? I did not have coffee. But when you do have coffee, do you put sugar in it? I don't put sugar in it, but I get the vanilla latte coffee here, so I think it has yeah, sugar it in it, right? In it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It has and that to. magic machine, yeah. You had lunch with me this week. I mean, I drink iced tea, and I dump like half the sweetener container in my <laughs> in my iced tea with every glass. Well, I mean, some of those are non-sugar alternatives, they too, are. right? So yeah. we're talking, but, but that has its own set of problems, doesn't right. it? Like, so, okay, well, I'll just do diet soda then. Well, yep. <laughs> I want to be careful with that, too. Yeah, exactly. They've had their own issues. Well, I love that you've decided to bring this up, John, on... Just a few days before one of the happiest <laughs> right. candy-filled holidays. That's true. 
One of the sugariest days of the yeah, year, right? Yeah, strolling through Woodman's and getting my Reese's Peanut Butter Cup eggs. Oh, those now are so good. I'm to think good. twice. Yeah, the little Cadbury stand where yeah. you check out. So I fall those into this good. trap of, I, I don't <laughs> buy sweets. Like, I, like, I'll never go buy a thing of jelly beans or a thing of Twix or whatever, even though I like them. But if they're at the house, I'm going to eat them. Yeah. Right? So that that's the battle I have. I see it. I'm like, well, that looks good, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll grab it. But I'll never go buy it on my own. But Emily is the sweet tooth of our family, and I think she gets it from her mom. Yeah. And we had, you know, both of our girls stayed with Nana last week for a portion of their spring break. I was like, did you guys have fun? Did you have a good time? What did you do? Nana let us have two suckers before lunch. I was like, oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> did Grandma, they even sit down for what, lunch what, then? What are we doing here? Like, how are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And that's where Emily gets it from. So she has a sweet tooth. So I try and curtail it a little bit while also making sure they can still have fun as children. It is hereditary. My mom is a really bad sweet tooth, and my grandpa, God bless him, 95 years old, still eats a chocolate chip cookie for breakfast and for dinner and after dinner every single night. He's got a really serious sweet tooth. What are his favorite chocolate chip cookies? Now I must know. Uh, homemade, and we oh, all make him cookies, my. so he always has cookies at the house. I figure if you're 95 years old, you can eat whatever the hell yeah. you want. Keep doing what you're doing. Yep, exactly. Your body wouldn't know what exactly. to do without it at this point. <laughs> if it's good enough for Grandpa to eat a couple cookies every single day and he's been doing it for 70 years, he says, then that's what I'm doing. Sign me up for that. But statistically, the moral of the story is keep an eye on your sugar because... Yeah. Moderation, even for sure. even some can contribute forty five because I think we all it's think sugar, like you said, tooth decay. You know, le- leads to obesity, can be a diabetes risk factor, but all of those others like asthma, surprise, depression, me. yeah, I de- and it doesn't go into why that is. You know, like what factors lead to that, but depression. I don't asthma. suppose it needs to. What more do you need to know? Too much sugar can lead to at least forty five di- yeah. <laughs> different health issues. Back off on the sugar. To me, depression's interesting because sugar makes me happy. Yeah. Well, right. right. So if you yeah. go without it, right. perhaps there's a crash. There's definitely Thank a crash you. factor, though, right? Oh, that happens sometimes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But that you know how you avoid crashing? You just keep eating it. Yeah, keep eating more sugar. <laughs> right. See, I, I have this th- this vision, and I've been to your home before, John, but yeah. I have this vision that every time I open the fridge, I'm just going to see a chocolate cake there. <laughs> It's just going to be there. <laughs> well, I think I told you we do have a chocolate drawer in the fridge. Yes, I, I do know about that. <gasps> There's a drawer that has nothing but chocolate in it. <laughs> really? And it's got lots of, it's got every kind of chocolate. Fancy chocolate, Hershey's bars, uh, Reese's cups. It's got just chocolate in it. Wow. Have to, have to have that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think I'd rather not be here than not eat chocolate anymore. It seems like it. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that, if I that, keep going, I may not be here. It I thought you were going to say, Greg, that like you've been to John's house and that you just imagine opening any door and there will be chocolate somewhere. Oh, right. Just hiding yeah, like, in oh, random spots a, of the house. Yeah. Here's yeah. a bag of M&M's. Some secret drawer. Well, so I think I told the story not that long about how one of our dogs got into chocolate. And ate Valentine's the chocolate. Day, didn't they? Yep. They found well, your Valentine's you know cards? You know whose fault that was, yeah. because I'm the one who has the chocolate in the house. <laughs> Michelle goes, yeah, you know where that came from. Well, you know, we get together like for dinner or whatever, and our families get together occasionally. I'm always the one that offers to bring dessert. Yeah, you, <laughs> Not because I'm being generous, but because I want to make sure there's going to be dessert. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I don't know if the Magics really do dessert, so we'll bring the dessert. That's funny. Well, the Easter Bunny is not going to be missing your house this weekend, is he? No, you got that right. So (laughs) moderation. That's one of my least favorite words, by the way. Is that a terrible word? That's like a four-letter word that really has nine letters. (laughs) Moderation. So six teaspoons of sugar. Be careful. Just uh, moderation, I guess. It's 4.55 at WTMJ. Business headlines are up next. Charles Benson joins us with some pretty interesting takeaways on what happened on Tuesday. Charles Benson with us coming up live at 5.15.